This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. Thursday, Thursday, with the sounds of my good friend Darius Rucker. Keller's boy is out on whatever stream service that you use. Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon. Check it out. Really, really awesome uh, record. Uh, Darius Rucker from Charleston, South Carolina. His mother, Carolyn. Uh, a lot of great stories, a lot of great songs. Fires don't start themselves. That's the one that you heard right there. So I would love to represent my good friend, Gamecock, Darius Rucker, on this new album, Carolyn's Boy. I'm Court Miller, the pastor of Payne, alongside Christian Miller and Justin Jones. We got you for the next hour. We'll take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. We're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. So we're going to get into breaking down this game, Arkansas, on East Coast. East Coast is called the High Noon Game. I don't know what you call it on Central Time. Early. <laughs> so, too early game. Too early game. We call it high noon here in Columbia on the East Coast. But for you guys, it's too early game. 11 a.m., you got the parade. And what goes in, Christian? I've never been to a homecoming for Alabama. I mean, what happens during the week? Are they doing, like, bonfires and, and you know, what what happens down there? Because I've never been to one. But you're asking the wrong person. I've always been consumed with football. Oh, so you're playing, yeah. I was hell, true. I don't. I don't. Oh, know Justin, what, what happened? Either. I don't know. Wait, wait, no, no. I will say no. I will say no. The bonfire, yes, that does go on because either this is. I think it's the seniors. Yeah, probably all this. It's either all the seniors or the leadership group. But Friday night, they let us out of the hotel to attend the bonfire, and we go on stage and just say a quick. And I mean, I don't even know what we say. I can't remember, but it's just like you know, appreciate everybody oh, supporting us. Roll Tide, and you walk off. Right, just some some minor like that, and everybody's cheering. But um, yeah, I think and they they actually asked me to MC the bonfire this year, but I, I, I've kind of just got a lot going on right now, so I don't 
don't think I'm going to be able to. But, um, yeah, that, that's really all I know that I'm aware of because, again, when I was in school, I was so occupied playing. So, yeah, Justin, I mean, are you familiar with homecoming festivities? I mean, how does that work from a student perspective? Yeah, the bonfire is the, the biggest deal, I think. Um, there's also the parade, which this year is going to be at 7 in the morning. Um, <laughs> getting up that. Go, be the, go be the kids are leaving the that. club <laughs> yeah uh seven in the morning and then the, the other big thing with that is like the homecoming queen elections that's always a big deal i don't care too much about it but that's kind of the buzz around campus is oh, it, that is it they, like they um, about the uh that's where they talk about the, the machine right where they say all like the yeah the, the it's behind it's, the scenes with like the fraternities and sororities they like force the winners of that you know, I don't know how much I can for say talking about the machine. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I don't know. They're going to come after us for talking about it. But it's basically the sororities and fraternities kind of rig up these elections, and they get all of them to vote for whoever they want. <laughs> no, oh, so you saying it's rigged? That's a, that's, a real, you, no, that's a real thing. No, nah, you know, at least I won't go on the record and says. say it's rigged, but that's basically that's how it works. That's what, <laughs> that's what everybody says. Like, it's called, is it, is it the system, or am I getting that wrong? No, yeah, like, it's, it's some it's, type of it's name. It's the machine. And, and machine, Corey, for, machine, for yeah. example, Montana Fouts, who was a stud uh, softball player at the university for the past yeah. couple years, she was running, I think, was it last year, two years ago, and she was the f- dead favorite. Like, everybody that I knew and they knew was voting for her, and she still right. didn't win. And the homecoming queen that did win got booed, like, to the point where you could hear the whole stadium <laughs> booed for this, this girl, that one homecoming queen. <laughs> so it is rigged because if Montana Faust didn't win, something's wrong. I told you it's the machine, right? man. We gotta be careful. I mean, about it, they might come. They might come after us. No, I mean, we. Hey, listen, we speak truth. We speak truth here I, because I wanted to know. I mean, I, I, you know, even being here in Columbia, and I, this is homecoming for us too. And every year at, at, at Carolina, you know, you got the state fair. Right, it's uh, you got ten days of the fair. It's going on. I think it starts tonight uh, here in Columbia, and and uh, it's crazy with the game. It's parking. It's a problem. I mean, it's it's a nightmare. You got, you know, you got all the um, you know schools, players, people, students coming back, and there's all kind of parties. I mean, it's it's a big party weekend, no doubt about it. But I've never participated in any of those events, right? And it's just like last year was. When I was inducted into the South Carolina Athletics Hall of Fame, all that was going on. So I had a long weekend with that. And, and actually, that's happening tonight for this uh, year's group. Um, and then, so we had to put the black coat on, the garnet and black coat on tonight. And I'll show up for that. Just like uh, any Hall of Fame, you know, former inductees are invited back with the family. So I'm going to that. But other than that, man, I can care less. I mean, to me, it's kind of like, you know, I think it was more fun in high school. Right, homecoming in high school will seem like you had your whole deal, the things that was happening in the hallways, you get to wear your jerseys and, you know, your little Levi jeans or Wranglers, whatever. I don't know what I had because whatever I wore was not any name brand because we couldn't afford them. <laughs> so I mean, don't know what kind of jeans I had on, but I just called blue jeans. But, um, you know, and it, but, the, you know, that was a big thing. But now they're doing like homecoming queen and king. Do they do that now? Does, is there a king and a queen that's been voted, or is just a I thought they homecoming queen in high school, right? Wasn't there always a pair? No, we didn't always stuff. do it. I mean, it just started here recently. I no, I didn't like that. I thought that was homecoming school. queen was just a 
where it's supposed to be. I don't think he's need a king. I mean, to me, that's just weird to me. But, um, I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, they have a dude out there. But I'll tell you this before we get into the show. The one homecoming I do remember, guys, Justin, you appreciate this, was when I joined the band at halftime with my trombone and uh, got out there and played with the band. Because I played in the band. I played the trombone. And um, I got out there and did the little thing with them, you know what I mean, with my uniform on. How cool is that? Pads uh, and everything? I've never heard you being in a band. Never heard of this. Yeah, I played the trombone. I've never in my life heard Your of Your mom one time, I went and bought a trombone. You guys was little. And because I wanted to kind of get my groove back, my swerve back with my trombone. And I went and bought one, a new one, because I couldn't find my old one. And I bought a new one, and I was playing that thing in the house out in the front yard and in Wildwood, which is where we live, which is really nice, one of the nicest communities here in Columbia. And I'm blaring my bum, 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 you know that, that little sound? <laughs> uh, there's no, I, and, hey, there's and no Christian way. Christian Obama wanted to kick me. <laughs> she, she was so embarrassed. Like, But I was a good trombone player. But I was playing it in my front yard, and all the neighbors could hear it like, you know that trombone, bum 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 bum. You know, so. Do you still know yeah. how to play? Yeah, I can play a little bit. I just don't have. I mean, I get to get my breathing and all that right. Probably all these cigars I smoke don't help, but. Um, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, you know. But t- tell me another player that has played a sport and got out there at halftime and played this instrument with the band. I did it one time, coach. Allowed me to do it. I think it might have been my senior year, um, and they allowed me to do it. So it's course, cool. you know, my little two A school, which I'm proud of in Paisley, South Carolina, where my number 33 is retired, and that's a big, big accomplishment for me. All right, let's get into Arkansas, Christian. Big game. Every game is a big game. Uh, some fans are a little bit worried, maybe of a potential letdown. Um, Arkansas, as you uh, I think noted yesterday, has been in some games. They haven't been just Awful in games. They had opportunities to win. Uh, maybe lost them in the fourth quarter. K.J. Jefferson is one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. Their offensive line, as I said yesterday, I, I think it's the weakest link with the offense. And I don't think they had the playmakers that they've had in a couple years past on the outside, too. Arkansas used to have some dogs on the outside. They got Rocket Sanders at the running back position. Defensively, um, not sure. You know, haven't looked great defensively. Uh, Alabama's at home. It is homecoming. I don't think that means anything to the football players. I'm just throwing that out there. You just mentioned that, y'all. Nobody cares. It does, it's just a game. They don't get into the festivities and the theatrics of homecoming. They just go play a game. Um, and my wife uh, said last night, don't teams play bad football teams, you know, for homecoming because you're supposed to pick a game or a team that you supposedly should win. But I was like, ah, it don't work like that in college football. <laughs> but, um, um, like, hey, let's go play Austin P or somebody for homecoming that we can be 80 to nothing. I mean, some people do. Some people try to do that, I feel like. Do it in college? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they do. So maybe they don't. I don't know. I, I feel like I've heard of that. but I, I feel like always... Austin P actually was our homecoming game a couple years ago. Yeah, th- that's why when he just said that, I was like, that rings a bell. <laughs> I feel like we have done that before. Maybe not, though. I don't know. Well, maybe I was wrong. I I I I told him, I was like, I don't think they do that. It just falls on the schedule. But anyway, you got Arkansas, and I think the team for them is just 
the next step. And we'll hear some, hear some sound from Nick Saban uh, at his press conference and tonight. You got Hey Coach and all that good stuff happening. Uh, by the way, just a, a news note for the show. Uh, Stephen M. Smith will join us at 1140. So uh, we'll talk with him from Touchdown or TD Alabama Magazine or Magazine Alabama or vice versa, whatever. Stephen M. Smith, not A, but M. All right, that's what we do. Uh, but, Christian, it should be a – I think it should be more focused on the team, right? Like getting better. Focus on less penalties. Focus on establishing the run game. Focus on the the inferior things that we've seen out of this football team. We asked the question at the beginning of the week, what are you most excited about or proud of what they've done at, at the halfway point of the season? And what are you most disappointed? We talked about that on, I believe it was Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember. But – for me, it's like they have to try to establish the run game, get these backs going, add another little wrinkle or two with this offense with Jalen Milrow. But that's what I think um, is going to happen in this ball game. I think you might see some some uh, with offensive line maybe again, see maybe some more subtle position change there uh, because we've had some new guys have stepped up and had had a chance to play and look pretty good. And Chris, I'll let you uh, talk about that. But um, one of the guys you have already you talked about this. Maybe a couple of weeks ago, 77, you felt like was that dude that could play. And it turns out that's been the case. But when you look at this matchup, what do you see? What do you think we should expect from this game on uh, Saturday? The too early game, that is. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? So I said yesterday, uh, I think it was yesterday. I, all my days get mixed up nowadays. But look, I, I was saying, I, I, don't, I wouldn't call this a trap game, but I think this is definitely a situation. Uh, where you have to be careful. And I'm not saying in terms of, oh, be careful of losing the game. I don't think we're going to lose the game at all by any means. But I think this this week has a potential to be a slump week, right? And sure enough, I'm pretty sure this, I said it yesterday. Sure enough, Coach Saban, and I'm not going to jump the gun. I was discussing, kind of dissect what he said. But if you listen to his press conference yesterday, it kind of sounded like they were on that path of kind of slumping a little bit, at least <clears throat> in practice, right, with their attention to detail, and we'll have Justin pod that up in a little bit or in the next segment. But the reason I say that is because, again, it just it kind of has that recipe for it, right? You know, you, you, you start the season off, you know, a little rocky, a little shaky, right? You, you put that behind you, go into SEC play, get a big win over Ole Miss at home, go on the road, have a nice uh, road victory at Mississippi State. Uh, you played Texas A&M. You know, a lot of people, you know, writing you off, counting you out. I mean, we saw the hype video. They used all the receipts from Doherty or however you pronounce whatever his name is, a guy from SEC Network, right? You silence a lot of critics. You know, you do a lot of things that you shouldn't do in that ballgame, but you still find a way to win, which really gives you some more confidence. And so then you go into this three-home-game three, game, three stretch, uh, starting off with the Arkansas team, who, again, you know, they're, they have not won an SEC game yet this season. They're 0-3. However, uh, I'll remind you guys of the scores. You know, LSU was 34-31. They lost by three, three, uh, three points. It was a very close game. A&M, another, another solid football team. They lost by 12 points, right? And then Ole Miss, they lost by seven. So you can't always just look at the record. I mean, it, I say all that to say, I mean, they're a solid football team, right? They're not great. But they're going to play hard. They're going to play tough. And so this is one of those games where you don't want to get caught up in, okay, we've been playing pretty good. We just silenced a lot of critics with that road game against A&M. Now we're coming, you know, to play Arkansas at home. Team that, oh, look at their record. You know, they, they've 
you know, they're, they're struggling this year. They're, they're, their record's not great. They're, they're 0-3 in SEC play, 2-4 and overall. This is one of those games where you got to make sure you pay attention to detail and you continue to have the right in- intensity, not just in the game, but in practice. Make sure you're preparing the right way. And uh, it just sounded kind of like, you know, Coach Saban was almost, um, you know, kind of hinting at they might not have necessarily had the best preparation so far. And, uh, and you know, he uses the media to kind of, you know, get things, you know, get messages to his team. And so I think that's what he was doing. But uh, when I look at this game, I think, you know, you're 100% right in terms of we need to see Alabama football. It shouldn't matter who we're playing. doesn't matter Arkansas's record. It's another, you know, tough SEC opponent who's going to come in here. They, they play you know, well on the road. They played LSU on the road and almost beat them, right? So you got to respect them and you got to, you know, play your brand of football, especially against a team like this. I always talk about, I mean, Arkansas has never been, you know, the greatest team on our schedule when we've, you know, played them, when, at least during my years. But they always, for the most part, played us tough. They always had, you know, physical team. You know, they, 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 they played hard, right? You know, they just, they just had, they had to find a way to get things done. They're just not doing a great job finishing. So with all that being said, um, the matchups I'm looking at, you know, I think KJ Jefferson, you know, is, is turnover prone. I think we've got a great, you know, as, as long as our pass rush continues to, to be, you know, what it's been the past several weeks and on fire, uh, I think we're going to harass him. I think we're going to, you know, come up with a lot of sacks, but also force a lot of air throws, have some really good opportunities on defense. But I, I'm with you. I would love to see them go into this game and, and get back to establishing that run game. We saw the offense pretty much excel in the passing game, which is great. I want to continue to build off that for sure. Cause I've been saying, I want us to take more shots. I want to see us have more explosive plays, but also want us to be able to establish our running game. Cause that's going to be critical uh, to be balanced, right? We can't, we can't keep leaning one way or the other. We got to be balanced. That's how this offense is going to be the most effective the way they're built. Uh, so with all that being said, I think this is a really good matchup. I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely going to be an early game. That's also working against you. You got to make sure guys have the right mindset I mean, it's tough waking up that early to go play a football game sometimes. Believe it or not, I know you're excited to play, but, I mean, the game kicks off at 11. I mean, you're waking up, I mean, probably no later than 7. I mean, because you got to be on the field warming up, <laughs> you know, two hours before. So they're going to be, you know, probably getting onto the grass around 9, 9.15, right? And so pregame meal is pretty much pregame breakfast. You know, there's a lot, a lot of factors in this game that, that, I, that I could easily see contributing to being kind of a week of slow a sluggish slump. start. Yeah, right? a little slow sluggish start. A little, I, I would not be sure. That's why, like, like when Joseph, I think we've got him on the line. We'll get to him uh, coming up shortly. But um, that's why I was telling him, you know, and just like you said, you know, almost want to pump the brakes a little bit because not to put it in the air, but you can just kind of sense there's a chance. And I, I could be totally wrong. They could come out blazing yeah. and, and uh, carrying that momentum. But there's just a lot of factors that almost are leaning towards this could be. A little bit of a slow week, in my opinion. Well, we hope not. I mean, you know, the triple S effect, the triple S effect could be a problem. Are you concerned? You ask me, what is triple S? Slow, sluggish start. Are you concerned with the triple S effect when they wait too early game, 11 a.m. Central time for the Tide? I think that's always a problem because guys just waking up and you're getting what we call the matter out your eyes. You know, when you wake up, your eyes all... You know, that clay's 
gooey stuff. I mean, trying to wake up. So you always worry about an early game like that. We'll see. Are you concerned? 205-342-9904. We got people on the phone. We'll take your calls. Again, don't forget the new R&R Smoking Elephant Cigar. I know it's Arkansas week, but next week, you know what it is? What time is it? It's Tennessee time. This is 2023 official victory cigar of the Alabama-Tennessee game. Go to www.rnrcigar.com. rnrcigars.com. And use the promo code Miller's Edge. And you get 20% off. Free shipping, too, by the way. So if you're not in Tuscaloosa, we'll ship them to you for free. My favorite four-letter word, free, F-R-E-E. We're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's Art Support Expert. Quick break. We'll be back in a moment. Discover, this is Danny. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. You could see a few intervals of sunshine this afternoon, otherwise mostly cloudy, the high 72. Tonight and tomorrow, the sky mostly cloudy, the chance of a few widely scattered showers around. The low tonight, 60, the high tomorrow at 73. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Sit around and play. Gonna hit balls off the dock. Kick back in my flip flops. Don't own nothing to the lender. Nothing spinning in the blender. The only thing on my agenda is beers and sunshine. Beers and sunshine here on a Thursday edition of the Middle's Edge on the Tide. 100.9 is the home of Alabama Crimson Tide. Sports, Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Justin Jones, hanging out here with you. Coming up later on the program, Stephen Miller Smith. That's Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Magazine. Coming up with the Touchdown's Alabama, words. Alabama Magazine. Always... I get confused. <laughs> I, I get that right confused. First, uh, Did TD I? Okay. Alabama Magazine. TD Alabama. Stephen M. Smith is too many words. You know I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know I TD. Him. I know in my own words. I do know that. I know it's Stephen Miller Smith, I mean, my, I mean, my to nephew. Be fair, to be fair, to be fair, you've you've always kind of had your way with mixing things up. Like when me and my brother used to be in the, uh, we used to go to the drive through with you. You'd always instead of like a six piece nugget meal, you'd be like a a, a nugget six piece meal nuggets or some random. Like you'd just be jumbling <laughs> stuff up. We'd be like, what are you saying? Like like this six piece. Nugget meal. You'd be like a, a nugget six piece meal. Like what? <laughs> like he always did that. So Justin Jones. Justin, do not believe that. How much do I? No, that, I, I do radio. I've been doing this for a year. I don't be mixing stuff. But when somebody come come with all these words, like it's like, dude, just say nuggets. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. How many about? nuggets you like want? Just be like words. You just always it's all over the place. Complicated man. orders and all hey, this stuff. Christian and then, Corey, I'm I'm right there. I'm the oldest of four, and all of our names start with a J. So I've been called everything but my name for the last 23 years. <laughs> what are you talking about, Julius? <laughs> I think your name should be Julius Jones. I mean, <laughs> but you know what? It, it was I mean, supposed you, to be you, Indiana. It was supposed to be Indiana Jones. Indiana oh. Jones. But my mom, I, he went with Julius because he's trying to give you some culture. He's trying to give you some yeah. culture. Justin. Okay, I got. Yeah, I'll take it then. I'll take it. You feel me on that? Julius is a little more cultured. He's giving you a little melanin with the with that name. Hey, my dad. Well, my can... dad is Jerome. If that counts for anything. Oh wow, Ooh, that's pretty cool. That Jerome is... Jones. I mean, you think <laughs> when your dad met your mom, he was like, "Hey, how you doing, baby? 
My name is Jerome. <laughs> Jerome Jones. <laughs> I'm sure he loves, I'm sure he loves that. Hey, we, hey, I will say real quick, we've got another J lined up. We've got Joseph Jones on the phone lines. We can head to Joseph. I don't know. Actually, okay. I don't know if his last name is Jones, but we've got Joseph. We give, we're making up names anyway since you say I mess up everything. So, Joseph Jones, welcome to the message. <laughs> How y'all guys doing today? Doing well, Doing man. well, Justin. Oh, Joseph, sorry. We got so many J's going on. I'm all over the... Joseph, I'm sorry. See, God will get you for making fun of your father. I got, there you go. I That's got right. a question for you. If Alabama was to play Georgia today for the title, who would you pick to win? Alabama? You know, Joseph, why, would, why would you do that to us? Why would you call in? and? Yeah, it's easy. Alabama today? would be favored in this game. Well, I mean, I, you, you think I, I was be favored? Up on, no. I was hopped up on the tide the other day, and... And then I called. I was talking to somebody who wasn't even an Alabama or Georgia fan. They were just, uh, they were, I think it was a Michigan or Ohio State fan. But they said, well, since you think you're so high on Alabama, if Alabama played Georgia there, who would you think to win, pick to win? I said, oh, I said, I, I don't know. Brock Bowers is the best tight end in the country. So, I mean, I'm not sure Alabama would have an answer for Brock Bowers. But I said, that would be as far as fan-wise, I would pick Alabama. But far as Knowing college football and picking smart, if you was to pick smart, I think you, you would have to pick Georgia. <clears throat> but as far as alumni and fan-wise, you pick Alabama. But if you go... If no, I can, to- I can pick Alabama without any ties. And here's why. And you brought up Brock Bowers, right? Everybody's giving him love and said he's, he's a Heisman finalist. Listen, the dude's a nice player. But let me just, again, go to defense, right? We had this thing in New York where... We would call it mugging, Joseph. We would mug Titus, meaning that you're not having a free release down the football field and nobody put their hands on you, right? This is the problem in college football, especially college football defenses today. Nobody redirect. We call when you line up on a receiver and or tight end, you're supposed to reroute them, right? Reroute the receiver, meaning you got a space that you can jam Another J word here, jam the receiver. When you jam a receiver and or tight end in this case, Brock Bowers, you, one, you give it the defensive front time to get into their pass rush. You throw off the timing of the offense. And, and if you go back and watch the Auburn game in that second half, they just let the dude run straight down the field. It was like seven on seven. It was like just pitch and catch. It's easy. I like his game. But I'm not that one that's going to say he's just that dude because anybody, if you're not going to touch him, if you're not going to cover him, he's a bad boy. Like most high-level college athletes would be. If I'm, I like Alabama in this matchup. I know we're just talking hypothetical. But I like Malachi Moore. I like Caleb Downs. I like Deontay Lawson. I like physical players that I know at Alabama. They teach this. Kevin Steele, Nick Saban. It's to jam these receivers put your hands in their chest, not hold them. Jam. They practice. If you watch that UA athletics practice, you see them working the DB sliding your feet, right? Because you know the receiver's going to kind of juke you and shake and bake at the line of scrimmage. You slide your feet. Fundamentally, things here. Slide your feet. Punch him in his chest. Stab him. We call it stab him in his chest. So my thing is, you can't let a really good player, Joseph, just run down the field and not touch him. Right, they're going to complete those throws. I, I think Brock Brown's a special, but I don't think he's like he's not. You know, Kelsey, he's not. 
you know, these Shannon Sharps, he's not these dudes, but nobody touches him. Go watch well, the tape. He might be one day. He might be one he's day. He's not I now. Mean, I, look, I, okay, look, you, look you, I think you're kind of selling him short. I, I'll be honest. He, he's a phenomenal football player. I mean, there's no, deny, there's no denying that. Right? I'm denying. I, I, I agree. See, I don't know about that. Now, I will say I agree uh, that I do like Alabama in this matchup. The only reason I, and again, I, I would pick Alabama without any question. The reason I just sounded kind of like, hmm, is only because the, of the level of consistency that we've played at so far this season, right? If we played, you know, our best ball and in, in how I think and how I know this team can play, oh, I, I definitely like Alabama in this matchup for several reasons, right? I think, you know, with our defense, the way they've been playing, I think we're, we're going to, you know, be fine there. Special teams, I love what we're doing there. Offensively, if our offensive line, could be stout and hold up against Georgia's defense. Oh, I definitely love Alabama. It's just so far, it's been tough to kind of know what you're going to get out of this team because it just seems like, you know, it's a little inconsistent. So with that being said, that's the only reason I said it. Now, do I think if we face them down down the road in several weeks, once we've continued to grow and, and gel and mesh together and, and shape our team as we've, as we've done the last several weeks? Oh, yeah. No, I think this team is going to be a much better football team by then. Uh, so with that being said, I think it'd be a really good matchup. Because I, I think Georgia's also kind of hitting their stride now. We saw how they looked against Kentucky. Not that Kentucky was, you know, the greatest team in the country, uh, but they definitely look. Georgia looked much improved in that football game last week as well. So I think it'd be a battle of two heavyweights, honestly. And that's what we've seen out of these matches between us and Georgia. I mean, I played Georgia several times, and that's pretty much how it went. You know, they punch us in the mouth, we punch them in the mouth, and it's a matter of, of, of who can finish. And the good news about Alabama <clears throat> is we're a second half football team. We've done a pretty good job finishing this year, so if we can continue on that trend. I like our odds when we face them, but that, that's a that's a good question, Joseph. It's definitely a loaded question, though. Well, here's well here's the problem: if you start Brock Bowers, you still got Lad McConkey. You still got him. He's good. And stop, yeah. And stop having Lad McConkey. There ain't no telling what other stuff Georgia hadn't shown yet. I mean, because Georgia hadn't had to show anything because the schedule so weak. Dagum, uh, Dagum Vanderbilt could win that schedule almost. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm I mean, that's, that's fair. But but you got to think too, Joseph. We got some guys too. I mean, like look at our secondary. I mean, we we're stacked in our secondary. I mean, our, our secondary. I feel like I like our matchups against really any wide receiving core in the country right now. Then with you know the defensive line coming along, we we are. I already said our edge rushers. Are, we got the best tandem in the country. But now that the interior uh, defensive line is coming <laughs> along me. too. I like our odds really against anybody. I think the biggest thing y'all are, is to have y'all are giving Georgia line. way. Wait a minute, I'm, both I'm, of no, you, no, no, Joseph no, 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 and no, no. Christian, well, hold up, hold y'all hold up, are giving this know, Georgia team too much credit. Yeah, I didn't know. because I, I, I people jump to point. I was going Kentucky to say is terrible. Let's Carolina. just be real. I, listen, I said they struggled against. I was going to get to that. They struck. South Carolina was giving it to them. Your Gamecocks were giving it to them. Early on, who was the other uh, team that they almost was it Auburn? They struggled against everybody in the first half. Auburn. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like, oh, I don't like her. I love our odds against Georgia, especially down the stretch as we continue to, uh, you know, keep making progress. Look, we just we just had a new uh, guard in the game last week, right? 77, who I've been talking about, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, we still are shaping and shifting a little bit here and there, which is fine. I think, you know, Georgia is a solid football team. I'm just giving them more credit. No, they're, they're you, good. I'm, I'm not, not saying I'm not they're not saying, good. I'm not saying they're perfect, but I you just kind of downplay Brock Bowers. I'm just going to be honest. He's a really good football player. Listen, I'm, all I'm telling player. you is this. You turn on the tape. And, Joseph, thank you so much. This is a great conversation and, and for giving us that today. Listen, 
I'm just telling you, you go back to the Auburn game, you look at the game last week, how many defenders put their hands on the kid? How many defenders post and stab and, 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 and make him work at the line of scrimmage? I'm just saying, I don't care who it is. If you allow somebody, especially when you're playing zone, just to run down the football field, yeah, he got great hands. He can catch. He's fast. That's, but my, my point is, if you're not playing correct defense, if you're not playing physical at defense at the line of scrimmage, this is what you're going to get. That's all I'm saying. I Listen, I played Sam Backer. That's strong outside linemen is what we called it. And I lined up on receivers in the slot when we were playing cover two. When I had to go out and cover down on the number two receiver. You count from the outside in. I couldn't let the guy just run down the field. I had to I had to be patient. I had to use my fundamentals. I had to be have violent hands. I gotta make him work, right? So he's not just running down the field getting a clear release. Free we call it free release. Or if I'm on the tight end, he's number two on the line of scrimmage or wide down, hands in the dirt, or if he's just you off the ball tight end. I don't care. I mean, you got to be physical against receivers and uh, a, 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 a tight ends at the line of scrimmage. And they're not doing that today. That's why these guys are running free down the field. Let's take another quick call uh, before we get um, to our break. Tommy and Romulus joins the show. Tommy, you understand. Tommy Mud Pie from Romulus. You know what I'm talking about, being physical at the line of scrimmage. That's right. You got to jam him. You got to hurt his feelings. You got to make him work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one quick question. Inquiring mind want to know. I hear Darius Rucker is calling for a trumbo player. Are you going to apply for the job? Oh, yes. Don't, don't. I mean, I might have to leave the show because I'll get on tour playing my trombone. You know, oh, you, well, I can take my computer, my headsets, and my mic with me, so I can actually do the Miller's Edge from the tour bus. How about that? I'm impressed. <laughs> you can preach, you can do a radio show, and you can play a trombone. <laughs> I'm impressed. Tommy, Why are you sitting there booing him? That's your daddy. He got talent. Tommy, that's that's news to me, Tommy. I, I'm not believing it until I see a video of him with the I trombone. I want to see him in a tux and a trombone. I, I want to see him in a tux and a trombone. I mean, you want to see the video? For that. You want to see a video? Look, there's audio of him right here. Here's me right here. Play it. Turn up, Justin. Yeah. You see how I knew that? You see how I knew it? Even humming to it? See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's real. It's real. I, so, but I will have to go to the pawn shop and find me another trombone, and then I'll do a video. You think they'll let me play it and then take it back, return it? <laughs> <laughs> Ever since COVID, I don't think they allow any of that stuff. So no. <laughs> no, you take you take the mouthpiece out. You get your That's brand fair. new mouthpiece. That's fair. You got to clean the spit I out know. of it too. That's the other thing when you're planting so much spit gets in the thing. You got to clean it out. Okay, thanks yeah. for that visual. Tom, Tommy, what's on your mind? <laughs> well, he blew my mind with a trombo. I just couldn't let it go. I'm an evil person. I have a dark, dark soul. I couldn't let it go. I mean, no, I agree with him. you got a jam, what's the name? Only thing that bothers me is, why are we talking about Georgia? It's homecoming. We play in Arkansas. We don't take care of Arkansas. We won't be playing Georgia. No, that's a good point. That's very I mean, true. You know, everybody's talking about, what are we going to do when we watch the name of Cluster? What are we going to do with Brock Myers? I'm not worried about them. We got Arkansas in uh, 
52 hours. I mean, over. Mm. I mean, well, are you going to be out for the uh, the parade? Are you going to the parade? How far is Romulus from Tuscaloosa? About 22 miles. 22 uh, miles of that interstate or is it back country roads? You can do both. So you can get there in 15 minutes per interstate, right? Well, yeah. Or, well, it'll take, well, with my brother driving uh, 26 and a half minutes. On a bad day, it's 26 minutes and 45 seconds. So, we get <laughs> so will you attend the parade? No. We got to set up for our tailgate. No. No. I wish they would do the parade on Friday night when we used to play Auburn a long time ago. I mean, well, they started. They used to have the Alabama Auburn parade on Friday night before the Imbo, but I don't do that. I mean, I wish I have the bonfire and have all the activity because them kids got to be out there by 4.30 lining up at 5 o'clock. And you know when you're young and you're in the fraternity and sorority, you kind of, um, you don't go to bed that night and you partake of the devil brew. You know, so you might be feeling pretty good by 6 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> I, tell you, I think they're going to be feeling real good because they're going to be walking around the club to the lineup in the parade. we got to hit a break, Tommy. We hope to see you on Friday and talk with you on Friday, brother. I'll see you all tomorrow. Y'all take care. All right. Tommy from Rums. There yes, you go. Sir. 26 minutes. 26 minutes. Coming up on the other side of the break, Stephen Miller Smith from Christian. Where is he from? What does he do? Touchdown Alabama Magazine. It's after the break. 205-342-9904. We'll take more calls, too. But next, it's the man with the plan, 50 grand, Stephen Miller Smith coming up. Built to win. Touchdown Alabama. Built for championships. Throws intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on Arkansas in an SEC showdown. Our coverage begins at 8 a.m. on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Thursday edition of the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9-1230 WBTC. Remember, we are presented by our good friends over at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Real quick, before we get to our special guest, I want to remind you guys about Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. Remember, we'll be going live from Buffalo's Cafe tomorrow, getting game day weekend started off the right way at Buffalo's Cafe from 11 to 1 tomorrow. So we want to see everybody there. Come hang out with us. Enjoy some really good food. They got all the wings. They've got tacos, steaks, you name it. And on top of that, it's a phenomenal place to go watch the game on Saturday. So make sure you check out Buffalo's Cafe. I'm telling you, it is a hidden gem over there in Midtown Village. So check out Buffalo's Cafe. And tomorrow, especially, be there from 11 to 1 when we're there. Now, we'll get to our special guest, Stephen Miller's Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Stephen, appreciate you joining us. How's it going today? Doing good, guys. Can I complain here, but better yet, how are y'all feeling? Feeling good, Stephen. Feeling good. You know, came up with a nice win on the road last week and 
going into this homecoming weekend, feeling good about this football team and the progress that they've been making and, you know, just blessed with everything else going on. And so every, everything is good. But um, I know we're, you know, a little removed from last week, but just a quick, real quick, give us a quick little 30-second minute little recap of what your thoughts were from last weekend's big win over a &M. I thought, first and foremost, guys, the job that Jalen Milrow did uh, showing that I can win with my arm if we're put in that situation. Alabama didn't run the football the way we would have liked to. But we saw Jalen Milrow, hey, 321 passing yards, three touchdowns. He comes back home to Texas. He goes into Kyle Field, and he made big throw after big throw, showing you that he can do this, passing the football. And then in the second half, the job by this Alabama defense, Kevin Steele, and the second half adjustments, you got to give that guy a ton of credit. This is another marquee offensive mind when you look at Jimbo Fisher and Kevin Steele and that defense held the Aggies to just three points in the second half. Big kudos there. No doubt. Yeah, I was really impressed with that. And, and a lot of people, you know, thought that, that he wouldn't be able to make, uh, you know, those throws and get the job done through the air. But that's exactly what they did. So a lot of a lot of good stuff in, in that football game. But looking forward into this week, when you look at this Arkansas team and you, you see that they're 0-3 in SEC play, they've only won two football games this season. But if you look at, at the scores, you know, they, they play everybody close. They're, they're a tough football team. What kind of challenges do you see that presenting for Alabama? Do you see this being a potential trap game for Alabama, you know, coming off some good victories the past several weeks, playing some good football, now playing an Arkansas team that doesn't look great on paper, but on film has showed some, some pretty good stuff? Some people may see this, Christian, as a, as a trap game, but just for me, I look at Coach Saban as one to say, we're not overlooking anybody. We're not taking anybody lightly. I mean, uh, we've seen K.J. Jefferson have some pretty significant, you know, good performances against the Tide in his career. You get Raheem Rocket Sanders back from an injury. That's big there for, for Arkansas. And like you mentioned, Christian, Arkansas could very well be 4-2, and two, maybe even 5-1. and one. They hung in there with Ole Miss till the end. They were right there with MSU in a heartbreaker. They were close with Texas A&M. So this is a team that the record could easily be flipped in a different direction. But the question is, where is Arkansas' psyche right now? When you lose so many heartbreakers mentally, you know, where are they? Are, are they sort of on this loop? Are they sort of kind of wondering if we don't really come out here and establish something against Alabama, how far south could, could our season go? So for, for Alabama, I look at Saban using this as we're not taking Arkansas lightly at all. It's been a great week of practice. But for Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks, when you lose so many heartbreakers, you wonder where is their mental psyche right now? Stephen Miller-Smith, appreciate you joining us on the program. I was doing a little work with my mic. I'm sorry about that. Um, talk about the offensive line because we've seen some new faces getting in the game. Uh, what's the situation with Dow Court? Will there be a permanent change? I think that's the biggest question mark happening right now with the tight offense. There Jaden Robertson be, there. I mean, there, there could be a change. There are guys with Dow Court due to, I mean, I know he had the shoulder issue throughout the week of practice prior to A&M, which is the reason why he didn't go against the Aggies. But Jaden Roberts at 6'5", you know, 320 pounds, he was one of about five guys that came in that 2021 class with J.C. Latham. I know only four of those guys remain because Tommy Brockermeyer transferred to TCU. 
But Jaden Roberts is one of those four guys remaining from that class. And if you look at him physically, he's built like DJ Fluker. Looks a lot like Fluker when you look at the physical build. And here's a guy that redshirted his initial freshman year. He's waited his time. Probably should have been out there from day one. But if you look at what he brings from a physical perspective, he can really help Alabama in this run game, just mashing guys down. And when I watched him out there against A&M, looked calm, looked confident. Yes, he got hit with one pre-snap penalty. But aside from that, Jaden Roberts looked very much for control in the moment, looked in control of a situation for a young man who didn't get that much practice time leading up into the A&M game. But I think moving forward, he's a piece that, as much as you respect Dalcourt and the experience that he brings, there's got to be a point where, guys, the players with more upside, you got to go with them. Jaden Roberts brings you way more upside from that left guard perspective. Looking at the defensive line, Stephen, how impressed were you with last week's game? You know, Justin Boygby earning some some honors uh, within the SEC seeing Tim Keenan lead the team in tackles, you know, coming up with the sack. Uh, just how impressed were you with their performance last week? And, and just talk about how they've really come along since the start of the season. Guys, I, I will say this. Whatever switch Freddie Roach has flipped since South Florida, keep that switch on. Or whatever Freddie Roach is breaking <laughs> out of his cup, keep that cup full for Freddie Roach. Because whatever's been happening, this defensive line has turned – a complete 180 to the positive note. I mean, a boy be stepping up. Tim Keenan dropping that weight. He's playing like a man possessed out there. Uh, Jaheim Otis stepping his game up. Everybody as a whole on that defensive line. And then going back to Keenan for a minute here, leading the team with eight tackles against A&M. The last time we saw a defensive lineman lead Alabama in tackles, that was probably either Big Q, Quentin Williams, maybe Christian Barmore. That's been a minute where we saw a defensive lineman take on that mantra of, hey, I'm going to lead the team in tackles. And so Keenan has started to really uh, project himself forward. But that entire defensive line as a whole, since the South Florida game, we're talking six sacks, six and a half tackles for loss, several quarterback hurries. This group is finally getting that pressure to the pocket consistently and it's allowing Dallas Turner to eat, Chris Braswell to eat, other guys to eat. So, Freddie Roach has turned up that switch, and I'm just hoping he can keep that turned up. Stephen M. Smith is our guest here on the Miller's Edge. In his own words, he's a rock star. All right, let's talk about Malachi. More injuries, if you will. Uh, what's going to be the prognosis there? And Bernard the punter, will we see them play? Or what you hearing there? What I'm hearing there, both guys are game-time decisions for Arkansas. They both uh, sustained a um, little wear, a little bit banged up there against A&M. Malachi with a twisted ankle. We saw him having to be helped off the field there. Burnham kind of limped off the field on his own, a pulled muscle in his leg. Uh, Saban's got both of those guys as game-time decisions. I think both will play. I think both guys are fierce competitors now. I know Saban also likes to, likes to err on the side of caution. So if they don't play, here's where the depth comes in. If you don't have Malachi, Earl Little II, who is completely talented in his own right, we saw that young man have a great spring. He will be the, the player out there at star if Malachi can't go. If Burnup can't go, you have Will Reichert, 
who did double duty last week and a fine job of it. And then you have Connor Talty, the freshman. So I see both Malachi and Burnup going. But if they don't go, the depth is right there for both of those two. Well, Steven says, Christian said, I always mess stuff up. Tell the good folks how they can find your great work and what you're doing uh, for uh, Alabama sports. Man, Corey, you are the pastor of pain, man. How can you mess stuff up? How can you oh, really mess stuff up, Oh, trust me, Steve. He called y'all Touchdown, End Zone Magazine, <laughs> Magazine of Alabama's Touchdown. I'm just playing. The people should find us, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, but the website touchdownalabama.com we are breaking down your crimson tide in all forms shapes and facets and, and also you got the Bama standard every Tuesday on, uh, on every Tuesday on YouTube right there with Justin Riley Steve Brown Marvin Constant Bo Scarborough and myself we're talking tide there as well and looking forward to this homecoming match against Arkansas and uh, always have fun here be with my favorite two guys the Miller crew my man, Stephen right. Miller-Smith, brother. We appreciate you. Who joins us every week, man. Have a great rest of your week, man. Look forward to talking to you next week. Absolutely. You guys take care. All right. Yes, that's sir. the deacon. Too, the deacon, Stephen Miller-Smith. Christian, I know you got to read before we get out of here. Yeah, just real quick, just want to remind my uh, good listeners here about Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. So come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you need any of this relief, can your neck crack, your back crack, just want to feel brand new, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. been another fun episode of the Miller's Edge. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Come back tomorrow as we continue to dial into this Arkansas-Alabama game. Give your predictions uh, and all your thoughts on that big matchup homecoming weekend. Right here on the Miller's Edge, you've been listening. Right here on Tide 100.9-1230 WBTC. Remember, we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll see you YouTube tonight, tomorrow. folks. YouTube. And that's right. Live on our YouTube channel at the Miller's Edge and live at Buffalo's Cafe tomorrow, 11 to 1. We'll see you guys there. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily, always live.